What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and I'm joined by a very special guest. It's been like nine months since I think we've had him back on the podcast, but uh, my good friend, Kelvin Del Valle. Kelvin, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing fantastic. We got a, we got a lot to cover. A lot. A lot of NFL stuff happened today. It's a great time of the year. crazy things. Yeah. We've got uh, week 16. I mean, the 10 o'clock games were pretty pretty normal, but the afternoon games threw me for a loop a little bit personally, I think. Uh, But anyways, we're recording right now at the start of the Sunday night football game. Um, And obviously, by the time you're listening to this podcast, the game's going to be over. So we want to make sure that uh, we're not spending a lot of time on it, but I kind of thought it would be fun for us to predict what the storyline will be because chances are you're listening to this monday morning uh maybe on your way to work or just just chilling just enjoying christmas break uh but both of us were i decided we'd, we'd give our prediction for what we think the storyline's going to be um and obviously by the time you're listening you know if we're right so do you want me to go first or do you want to go first uh yeah I'd, I'd like to know what you th- we're talking about monday night's game right? we're talking about sunday night first oh sunday yeah, start night. With, okay, we'll okay. do both we'll do both yeah um Sure, go go first, and then and then we'll when we do Monday, I'll go first. Okay, so the storyline out of this game, and this is kind of like, this is kind of cheap, I think, in a way. Like it's it's not fair, but it, it makes sense. Uh, Trubisky's gonna have another bad game. Everyone's gonna be talking about. Well, he he has had good games recently, but I think this is the game where he really struggles, especially because Terrell Suggs is on the Chiefs. I think he'll get one sack, at least, maybe two. Um, technical question he does he he doesn't get to play in the playoffs does he he does yeah because it's right before it's right before like i don't think he would have been released if he see i needed someone explained and i don't want to cut you off but i had i was going to ask you about that i needed that explained to me by somebody because i heard someone say that janoris jenkins can't play for the saints in the playoffs interesting whatever i don't well maybe off topic but that could be because he was because he's suspended or it's like pending suspension Okay. I'm not sure. I don't know because I know there's a point where the regular season like roster right are set. once you once you claim somebody off waivers they can't play in the I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not, I'm not exactly No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not sure either. We'll have to go, yeah, Google it. I'm we'll, not 100% we'll that sure. Out. Yeah. Uh but Mahomes is going to be great. Four touchdowns, 300 or so yards. Um and it's going to be a route. Like the the defense won't be able to stop him. Trubisky's going to regress and the whole uh get rid of Trubisky arguments going to get started again. Um, and I think, I don't know if I had a, predi- let's see if I had a guess, it's probably like, I'm thinking 31 to 13. Uh, so a couple Terrell Sugg sacks, four touchdowns from Mahomes, a big regression from the previous games from Trubisky. And instead of losing on uh, a near, you know, a near miraculous game winner, like they did last week, they fall pretty heavily. So that's that's what I've got. That's my prediction. Uh, but Kelvin, what do you got? I think you're probably right. Um, I've said this for a long time. I think I think Nagy's a great coach, and mm. I and I get a lot of backlash at that. But I think he's so limited with his quarterback. I think what he did last year with Trubisky was unbelievable. I mean, he yeah. he he he's tried he tried every which way, every package available, offensive lineup scheme. To get Trubisky to just make simple throws, mm-hmm. I think teams have kind of caught on this year. Um, so the fact that he's dealing with a limited quarterback, you're dealing with a defense that's been on the field so long because of the struggling offense. 
Uh, I think you're probably right. I think the Chiefs. It's tough. Chicago's not easy to play in. Yeah. I think this game's in Chicago, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Um. So, yeah. Let's. I, I'd. I'd go pretty big too. I'd go somewhere like. I'd go somewhere like thirty-four seventeen. Okay. Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. So yeah, in the same ballpark. I. I don't think. I mean, I agree with you to a point. Like, I think Nagy's a talented coach, and he is hampered with what he's able to do by Trubisky. But I feel like the, all the great coaches find a way, right? Sure. Like, you, sure. looking at Tom Brady statistically, and you can argue the Patriots' defense may be better, but statistically, Trubisky and and Brady are the same. Like, they're they're extremely close, especially as of late. Uh, and Bill Belichick's led his team to an 11-3, and, 11 and 12-3 and record. 12-3. and 12-3. Yeah. They're probably going to be the two seed in the playoffs, barring something unexpected. Um, but I, I do think Nagy's talented, but I I think we're realizing that maybe he's not the elite level guy that we saw last year. Because number one, like I think there's two main jobs from a head coach, right? Uh, is motivating your players and making adjustments. Like if you had to whittle it, I mean, there's obviously more complex things to deal with, but if you whittle it down to two main things, that's what you're looking at. Uh, and I, I think... I don't think I think Nagy's done a good job of motivating his players, but as far as making adjustments, like you you knew like with Trubisky, if you're limited in that sense, teams are gonna like you said figure out how to stop him. So it's up to him to figure out okay what can I do to to you know keep Trubisky average. I think a big mistake this year was not playing or not using David Montgomery as much because uh, I I don't think it's a a talent factor for him. Like I think they just didn't they they should have used him more. They should have incorporated him more. Um, and they, they missed out on oh, that. Oh, they hyped him up so much. Exactly. Yeah. They, Why, they, what's the point? Yeah, they, yeah. Hyped, they hyped him up so much and the guy doesn't get any minutes. Exactly. Uh, you know, doesn't get any playing time. Unless unless it's one of those situations where, you know, like how they use decoys in games. Maybe Nagy was trying to go like one step further and just use him as a decoy. Like Interesting. From the, from I haven't the thought jump. about yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, not expecting a close game. Like I said, we have not seen this game played yet. So um, you'll just have to trust us on that one. But we'll see how it ends out. Could be completely wrong, but yeah, I mean, if you're trying to bet before this game's over, uh, bet heavily Chiefs way, big 100%. time. I think they opened seven point favorites, which I uh, take the line on that. Yeah, it's a pretty Absol- go over a, that thing. Yeah, for- it's a pretty <laughs> pretty big, especially because they are a road team. But not a lot, not a lot to love for yeah, the Bears. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bears could find a way. I mean, the defense is going to have to play exceptional if this thing's any anywhere close. Yeah, right, because. They're gonna they have to force a turnover. They're gonna have to get into Mahomes' face. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Chiefs, one, the Chiefs' defense has been one to give up a lot of yards. Yeah. So if somehow Nagy finds a way miraculously to get Trubisky going, mm-hmm. I think it could be close. But even then, I'd I'd take Mahomes and what he can do with, you know, it seems like he's got every every fast receiver in the NFL yeah. pretty much. Anyone who for him. runs a, a sub four yeah. four is on the Chiefs right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a big thing because the Bears were my Super Bowl pick, and I really dropped the ball on that one. Well, so did, uh, yeah, I, I had the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but so, at least they're making the playoffs potentially. Potentially, they're in the drivers. We'll get to that game in a bit, but they're in the driver's seat. Uh, but I, I think I underestimated Matt Nagy last year, um, and I think a lot of people. I I don't know. I I figured I attributed uh, Trubisky's success to him finally figuring out how to play quarterback. Not realizing that Nagy's doing everything he possibly could, so much that he had nothing left in the tank to figure out to get the Bears into the playoffs. Um, but on the bright side, it's not the kicker's fault. 
they've got that going that's, for them. That's true. Uh, it's finally not the kicker's fault in Chicago. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Monday night game, which uh, is a, a big one. Big for you, being a, a Packers fan. Um, and big for the, the NFC North. Yeah. We're looking at the the potential, like what could happen. Uh, it doesn't seem, the Packers seem pretty locked in on the NFC North division crown, but uh, a loss obviously ruins their chance of a first round bye. Because right now, if with a win, they move into second second place, and they're pretty they're pretty set. I would say they're pretty they're they're in to barring you know a loss to the Lions, which seems unlikely. Um, and the Vikings, if they win, uh, and they win the last two weeks, which they play the Packers and the Bears. Uh, and the the Seahawks lose to the 49ers, all of a sudden they're the five seed, which is crazy considering, I mean, it had been the Seahawks have been right there on the 49ers' tail, but a loss could really hurt them. I think it's crazy how the NFL is structured to where you can have so many good teams have to go on the road. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think we've seen more of that late, um, but it's going to happen this season. We're going at least in the NFC. You're going to yeah. get two teams that are. Above 10 wins. 11, 12 win teams yeah. that are going to have to go on the road to potentially an 8-8 eight and eight team, right, between the Cowboys and the Eagles. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, it'd be the, whoever that third seed is. Yeah, Saints or yeah, Saints. 49ers or Packers. Uh, man, the Monday game, I, I think I've told you this before. The, the Packers, to me, have stretches in football games mm-hmm. where for about eight and a half minutes – probably happens about three times a game so maybe for like 27 to 28 minutes of the game they look like they are easily the best team in the nfl and it's not even close and then for the rest of it it looks like they're the they're the cincinnati bengals it's just like they can't get Mm. anywhere it's like three and out after three and out and it's weird and i wish they could just somehow some way find a way to make those stretches either last longer or I, I I don't know. The yeah. offense has been so weird up and down. The defense has been up and down. Um, some things that I kind of like. I like Kirk Cousins in prime time. Ooh. I like. Are you sure? Are uh, you sure? Well, for my Packers, I do. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I thought you were saying. No, no, no. I, I like. Pl- I'm okay with playing Cousins in prime time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the fact there's no Dalvin Cook. But it's been tough to win a football game in that stadium for the Packers. Um. I'm just hoping they can somehow find a way and those stretches that they are in in football games can stretch out to this week and they can find a way to pull this thing out. Um, well, I think I think it's just incredible that first and foremost that the line is minus five for the Vikings without Dalvin Cook. Right. And 100%, like, the the Packers are covering. Like, they're gonna it's going to be within five points. The only way maybe is if it's six or seven. But you're, it's right there, you know, because it's going to come down. It's either going to come down to a touchdown and a Vikings win, or it's going to be like a Packers blowout. I feel like it, I, I, it just depends on, like you said, which Packers team we see. Yeah, we've been so iffy on the road mm-hmm. against good teams. Yeah, um, the Chargers demolished us on a, on the road in a stadium that was seventy percent Packer fans. Yeah, you know, thirty percent Charger fans. The Forty ers the game was over after 12 minutes. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just, I worry about the, I think that's why I think that two seed is so important for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. You have to have on your side the lore of playing at Lambeau and hope that is enough 
to intimidate the other team, you're going to Lambeau Field yeah. in December or January because I, I don't trust the team on the road to play in humongous games. That's why this game scares me so much because of how big it is, you know, given that the division's not completely locked up yet. So. Yeah, and, and I think the one thing we were talking about it before, Kirk Cousins has looked better in prime time, like uh, beating the Cowboys. Uh, he kept it close with the Seahawks. Uh, so big games where you're playing potential playoff teams, um, you go one and one. I mean, that's, that's good. That's a, It's better than, you know, losing every game uh, as he's accustomed to. But just looking at the Packers, like there's even games, like they're 11 and three right now. And there are games looking, just looking at their schedule now. I mean, that, that Bears pitch, if he makes that extra pass, it's a touchdown. It's potentially going to overtime. Correct. They beat the Redskins by five. The Redskins game was too close. Uh, the Lions, the Lions game. I, I mean, I felt like it. It they got lucky in that one. The, the refs the, yeah. missed a call twice um, on the same guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the Panthers game came down to the Panthers having the ball inside the five yard line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, last seconds of the game. Yeah. Even even when the Vikings played when they played last year, uh, the Vikings had the ball, and. Uh, Technically, I mean, they had a chance to win. They had a couple chances to win, five five point win. Oh, and this year the Vikings had the ball for forty minutes of the football game mm-hmm. and still lost. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. There's this- there's so many games there. It's like I I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't trust the Packers at all. Like I I feel like like you said, there are games, there are stretches where they show that they're really good, but they've also looked really bad. Like looking at these last few weeks, the only good game over the last seven weeks there's two actually was the the win over the chiefs in arrowhead and then the win uh which in reality if you go back to that there's no pat mahomes mm-hmm. so we yeah. barely pulled that yeah. out with against matt moore yeah right. exactly so. and then the win against the giants all of them all the other ones have been either blowouts or one score games to teams that they should be blowing out uh so we're next week on the podcast we're going to power rank uh, our our teams like for the playoffs uh, out of the 12 that make it and i'm gonna be honest i don't i don't know where i put the packers but it's not it's not in the top six they're probably right they're probably for me right now seven or eight if they have a good game against the vikings they could always move up it's because obviously it's going to come down like you said home field advantage is going to be i think though they're easily they're easily the the team that needs home field advantage more than any of the other four yeah mm-hmm uh, because I trust New Orleans on the road. I would say the only the only team, the Seahawks, they're, they're about the same. I wouldn't say they need it more, but they're yeah. they're a team that... I Russell's mean, been so good on the road, though, his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think the Packers, they need... I mean, it's sure, it'd be great to get the number one, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. So I think they need that two. Um, although worst, absolute worst comes to worst, right? Their wild card. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. I'd love to come to Dallas again. That's That's a win. <laughs> That's oh, what Rogers but loves the only playing. problem is, you win that game, then you're likely going against. Yeah, I mean, we're either going to New Orleans or or San Francisco yeah. or Seattle. I guess it's it really could shake out just a ton of ways, it, which is crazy. Like this this two weeks is incredible. Like yeah. it's really great for football because you've got. I mean, we just had the Eagles Cowboys game. We'll get to that in a bit. We've got Seahawks 49ers on Sunday night, the last game of the season. Uh, to decide the division and decide much of the NFC playoff right, race. Right, because whoever wins that's number one seed. Exactly. You've got the Texans-Titans. That one means a lot for, for playoff seeding. The Titans are 
on the outside looking in, but a win, I think, does a win get, the, no, a win doesn't get them in, does it? Uh, it does. Okay, so winning, so they control their destiny. A oh, win yeah, gets, because we just needed the Steelers record. to lose once. That's right. We just needed the Steelers mm-hmm. to lose once, yeah. Yeah, so you've got that, and then, wait, let me look. Are there, I feel like there's another game um, that's that's also going to be really good. I mean, even, well, every playoff spot has been clinched except for the NFC East division, mm-hmm. and then that last wild card in yeah. the AFC. Yeah, so the the other one that's, I this is, I mean, we'll get to it in a bit, but Redskins play the Cowboys and the Eagles play the Giants. So the Cowboys need to win and the Eagles need to lose for the Cowboys to get in. So they're not out yet, um, which I... I'm really hoping the NFL makes some schedule changes to next Sunday. And I don't know how early in the week that has to be done with the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Adam Schefter today said he made the announcement that that Niners game would be flexed. Yeah, that'll be moved. Mm-hmm. I don't know if how early in the week they need to do it, but I really hope they move that Titans-Texans game to like a 3 o'clock okay. time slot. That's where Be- the Raiders and Broncos are. Is right that where now. they are right now? The Titans and Texans are at twelve. See, I hope they move that game. That's insane. There's two. There's two afternoon games. That's easy. That's an easy slot that you. I hope they move it because I want the Steelers and the Colts to play at noon. Or the Steelers Ravens. Well, I'm I'm just saying. Oh, bo- oh, both, yeah, both of teams. Oh, both of our teams. Okay. Because if the Titans lose, mm-hmm. and the Steelers and Colts lose, Titans still get in. Yeah. So I'm hoping that unless the Raiders win. Oh, that's right. Well, the Raiders need a bunch of stuff to happen. The Raiders that's... play. Uh, I mean, we'll get to it. Let's get to it in a bit. But I I really like the Raiders' chances. I really do. I, I just prefer that 3 o'clock slot. Yeah. So I could at least as a fan see, okay, the Steelers lost. Either way, if one of those two teams wins, we got to win. But Yeah. Um, it just, well, okay. So you're saying it from more of like a fan perspective of right. like, it makes you feel more at ease knowing what you if have we, to do. If we lose, it's okay. We can still get in. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Which, obviously, I don't think the players would know that. I mean, I'm sure someone eventually would get yeah, the word down to them, right? Yeah. But um, I don't want the Titans going into this game thinking, oh, hey, we can lose this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> this is it here. You yeah. got to win this thing. Yeah. Time. No, that's... I, I was talking about this earlier. The Colts, if they win, they move to 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, And obviously, however, like, the thing shakes out... Um, the whole offseason, the one thing I'm going to be thinking about is the uh, the missed kick, Venetary's missed kick mm. against the Steelers because he makes that and we're, we're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like if he makes that, we're in the driver's seat to win to to win in the playoffs. I think we we would have clinched. No, I guess because the Raiders, but because we had the tiebreaker over the Titans. I think you still need, would have needed to win this week. I think. Well, no, because we'd be eight and seven. That's right. So. It, I think the only team that would have been left would have been the Raiders because we would have the tiebreaker over the Titans, the tiebreaker over the Steelers, and then we obviously lost to the Raiders, which <sighs> that sucks. I didn't realize how easy that. Oh my goodness, that's it's, terrible. It's, it's, that's terrible. This is just the beauty of sports, though. You get down to the end where teams are starting to think about you know their postseason play, mm-hmm. and you look back at games in the regular season that back in October and September, when these games were played, you would have never thought, man, you know. I'm gonna need that team. I would. I'm gonna need this win because it turns out that can, team is gonna be the only team stopping. Can I be honest me, you know? with you? I really felt like I had that feeling because the week before we'd beaten the Broncos on a game-winning field goal. I mean, obviously, I couldn't have predicted this. Like, not missing the playoffs entirely, but we're sitting at five and two <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Like, since then, we've gotten we've been two and six, and obviously, I mean, I've talked about it before. I think Jacoby Brissett still hurts, still dealing with something. Um, that's the game he went injured in. He got injured in. Uh, that could have been avoided. We talked about this earlier. Um, 
I don't want to get into the whole my whole conspiracy theory till I have it everything locked in. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. But it's just it sucks that it's like we're we're this close and to think because most teams, I mean, you can say like you can put something in like oh maybe if like we'd gotten this and then this and then this. But for the Colts, it's like we're in the playoffs if one play yeah. go like a field goal. If you told me at the beginning of the season, our season would be decided by one of the greatest field goal kickers of all time kicking a forty-three yard field goal, oh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I would have loved that. But right. got injured, obviously, uh, missed a lot of kicks before he got injured, and trust me, here we are. I, I wish my Titans would have made some field goals. We would mm-hmm. probably be in this situation to begin with. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's you hate to leave them up on the board. We played. It really it comes down to we played a lot of close games this year. We played a lot of close games last year. With Andrew Luck, we won a lot of those close games. And with Jacoby Brissett, we haven't. Like his passer rating in the fourth quarter is like 60, which is it's not good. Not good. <laughs> which is why I want to, I want Jameis. That's who I want. Um, speaking of speaking of Jameis, we actually have a guest coming on next week. Um, he's on Twitter. His Twitter handle is Jameis One of One. He's essentially, I described him to Kelvin as a, uh, uh, super fan, a Jameis Winston super fan who believes that the media has convinced us that Jameis isn't a good quarterback when he actually is. And I love Jameis Winston, like 100%. I'll say it on the record right now. Uh, but I want to I hear what he has to say. Obviously, it'll be a really fun interview. He's been talked about on Pat McAfee's show. He's been on uh, Barstool Radio. So he gets around uh, and and people like him. Like People enjoy him. I've, I've heard some of his interviews. But anyways, Let's get back into the rest of these games. So we talked about Sunday. We talked about Monday. Uh, so let's hit some of these afternoon games. First predictions, and foremost. Predictions for Monday? Oh, predict- yeah. Let's do predictions for Monday, and then we'll get into it. So what do you, what do you have for me? Oh, man. Um, if the Packers are going to win, it's going to be high scoring. I don't trust them in close games. Mm-hmm. Like low scoring games. I can't. So I'll go... I'll go 33-28. Okay. Packers. Okay. That's how they're going to win. They they got to score a bunch of points. It's going to be high scoring. If this thing gets very low scoring and it's like 10 to 10 going into the fourth, uh, I'm a little scared. That's funny that you say that because I actually think that's how the game's going to go. I think it's going to be like the Packers won't be able to get a lot of things done offensively, but luckily Kirk Cousins is going to give you two or three turnovers. So and hopefully. No, like that, that's what I'm thinking. That's that's what I'm 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 angling for. Well, and that's a good because no a, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, that's a good argument. So they're gonna throw the ball a lot more than they would run because mm-hmm. of whoever. Yeah, who's the backup running back? Uh, well, it's Madison, but he's hurt too. So it's it's another guy. I remember. Uh, is it Cook? Let me see if I can find it. Boone, Mike Boone, maybe. Hang on, let that me see. Familiar. I've got. I I had it here. Oh, here it is. He played last week. He had like two touchdowns. I think. Is it Mike Boone? Let's see. Thielen's ready to go, Mike right? Boone. Yeah, Thielen. Yes, I think so. I think he, he's he's set. Um, okay, well, I mean, the, it's it's open for the Packers gonna to be, do this thing. I think I think we're looking at seventeen thirteen Packers. Okay, that's that's my prediction. So Packers, and but it's going to be within five points. Like I don't, I, I don't. Know. I watch. You know, everyone listening to this Tuesday Thursday on is like, they didn't. <laughs> but at five points with no Dalvin Cook. You're putting the game in the hands of of Kirk Cousins. Because it's not only because you get three points for home field advantage. So right, it's automatically. N- it's not even home like they're putting two and a half points more on saying we like the Vikings in this game. Which is crazy. I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna show up eventually. 
Like it may not be in the first half, but second half or sometime he'll show up. I'm telling you, man, they show up for like eight minute stretches, and the rest of the game, you're wondering why they may only need one. That's, you know, that's that's a good point. Uh, that defense needs to be a lot better. They've been so suspect mm-hmm. over the last four weeks. Um, but anyway, yeah. Continue. So let's. Uh, yeah, we we can. It's I, I'm with you. I'm I'm wallowing in my team's potential, like what could have been. Uh, but let's start with the first game. We've got the Seahawks and the Cardinals. That was a surprise. I mean, I threw up on Twitter uh, right before the 12 o'clock game started. Um, the Cardinals plus nine because the the Seahawks haven't have beaten maybe one team, and it's funny. It was the Cardinals earlier this year by more than a touchdown or something like that. They they don't beat teams by by very much. I mean, they let Carolina come back in the game last week. Obviously, Carolina didn't win, but they kept it close. Um, but I didn't expect this, especially with Brett Hundley playing for most of the second half. Uh, no Kyler Murray went down with an injury. Um, Kenyon Drake had another big game. Yep. 166 yards, two touchdowns. He's He probably won someone's fantasy championship out there. I don't know who it was, but these last two weeks with Kenyon Drake. Yeah, like, and I said it before the, before we started recording. Goodbye, David Johnson. I mean, poor guy. Yeah. It's crazy I, how that guy's career has gone from probably, you know, talked about with Le'Veon Bell. and Yeah, first round. I mean, you know, even from a fantasy perspective, he's a first-round draft pick. Oh, absolutely. Crazy how he's being talked. He was talked about how how great he was, and in conversations with guys like Le'Veon and and Zeke at the time, and mm-hmm. then it's just like the guy just after his injuries. Yeah, at worst he's a one B running back. You know, like yeah. if you think about in the tier of guys, right, he's, right, he's, right. If he's not in the top tier, he's right below it. Uh, but credit to them because honestly, the biggest problem going into the year for the Cardinals was their offensive line, mm-hmm. right? And being able to get Kenyon Drake to Two games over 100 yards rushing in a row. Uh, keeping Kyler Murray, he got sacked once. Hundley got sacked once as well. So keeping them protected. I think uh, the Seahawks were missing Clowney. Wagner was banged up. Like, there were a lot of guys. So it's not like, you know, their, their best pass rushers were hurt. So it's not just a clear-cut win for the Cardinals. But if you're a Seahawks fan, and we do have a lot of Seahawks fans that listen to this podcast because we're, we're based up there in, in the Northwest, uh, are you concerned at all? Because right now where it stands, your your plus minus in games is plus 13. You're seven games over 500, but a lot of your wins, like a, a good chunk, have come in overtime or by a score. So are you concerned going into the playoffs, especially playing the 49ers for essentially home field advantage? Here's why I'm not concerned. I wouldn't... Uh... I don't take too much stock in a lot of division games mm-hmm. because I think opponents know each other so well. Yeah, yeah, you know, division. yeah, you know what they say. You got to throw out the record <laughs> when these two teams play each other; they hate each other. Yeah, all d- those cliches. D- division games are so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens all the time. Somehow, some way, Miami finds a way to beat New England once a year. It's just yeah. weird. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much Seattle was really motivated to win today, given that they could just play for the number one seed next week. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much of that went into it. I wouldn't be worried just because I've got number three, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson is easily one of the most underappreciated guys. Yeah. Which I is crazy. Ever wear he's, cleats. he's in the MVP conversation, but I agree hundred percent. Like he, he we should, don't understand his value. If he wins this game at home against the Niners and it's decisive, he should get the MVP. You think? I think so. And I know you're going to make a great argument 
you know, everybody's going to say, well, Lamar, this, mm-hmm. you know, they've also clinched as well. Yeah. The number one seed in the AFC, but he may not play next week. Yeah. I think Russell's, when he plays next week, and if they win this thing good and they can lock up, I think to, I think next Sunday he could make his MVP statement. All that being said, I'm not really sure if I'm worried going into the postseason. I like the fact they've been a bunch of close games. Um, and I'll trust Russell Wilson to get me out of a close game 10 times out of 10. If he throws a pick, you know what? Fine. If mm-hmm. we lost the game, but at least I gave the ball to my best player and he did what he thought was best at the time. So, I don't know. I I, I wouldn't be too concerned if I'm Seattle fans. I, uh... I don't know if I'm 100% with you on that MV, that Russell Wilson MVP because, like, look at this game here. 16-31, 169 yards and a touchdown. Not a good stat line. And like you mentioned, Lamar's not playing next week. But the game he just played, 20-31, 236, 238 yards, three touchdowns, and he also added 103 on the ground. Like, I, I felt like going into this week, Lamar had such a solid lead. And I think I said on, on your show, Inside the Game, uh, that – he needed to throw five touchdowns and like 350 yards in both of these games to even have a chance. Like, I feel like he's, uh, Lamar's made such a gap at this point because it's not only like it's designed runs, you know, like it's not only him throwing the ball, which he's, he's improved at a, a lot. Um, but his threat to run the ball and his ability to run the ball has been what's separated him at this point, And obviously record too. Um, sure. Yeah. I think, I'm I'm not 100% concerned if I'm Seahawks fans, just because, like you said, you have Russell Wilson. I'm more worried, um, like, for, for two reasons. One, if they don't win next week, then I'm I'm concerned. Like, I, I think there's a legitimate reason to be worried because I think in the last nine games or so at CenturyLink, they're 9-0 in, in playoff road games, or playoff home games. On the road, I mean, obviously not as good, not undefeated. Um, so... I just I feel like there's there's room for a concern just because you'd much rather play at home than on the road like obviously, um, and next week really is a playoff game and I said last week that I think I really do believe it's going to be the Saints in the in the championship game it's going to be the Saints and whoever else whoever wins the NFC West. Uh, but like you said, you, there's no there's no uh, reason for concern if you have Russell Wilson on your team. Uh, so hopefully everyone can get 100% healthy for the Seahawks game. Um, but then number two is that, like I said, they played in like 10 or 11 games decided by four points or less or gone into overtime and they're 10 and no in those games. Yeah. Like law of averages at some point, <laughs> like I know Russell Wilson's good, but something's got to get at some point there's going to be one loss. And I think I was as early as week nine, I was talking about it. Like you'd ideally want to have those games at some point, like in the regular season when you can come back from it in the postseason, but they continue to win close games, which I mean, credit to them. They're 11 and four with a, a plus 13 point differential. Uh, but now you're going into these games, having won so many close ones. And I honestly, for me, it doesn't matter who's that quarterback, you know, like at some point the other team's going to have the ball down four with a chance to score. And they'll do that. You know, like let's say you get into the playoffs and you're playing drew Brees, Like it, at some point, one team's going to be able to to capitalize because you look at it. Greg Zuerlein missed a field goal week five that would have won them the game as time expired. Uh, Chase McLaughlin, the the guy who's now on the Colts, missed a game winning field goal in overtime to clinch it. Uh, I think I'm trying to remember the Bengals 
the Bengals missed a, a field goal <laughs> week, week one. Game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the Steelers kept it close week two. I mean, just going through it, we've talked about them a lot. Yes, I'm not concerned yet, but if they get caught in a close game, like that's when I, that's when I'd be worried. I think the home field is is big for them yes. as well, mm-hmm. um, because to me, I don't think they would be too afraid to go back to Santa Clara and play the 49ers. No. Mm-mm. I think they want to avoid the Superdome. Yes. And they want to avoid Lambeau Field. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think if they if it, if it came down to the NFC Championship game and it had to go back to Santa Clara, I think they would take that in a heartbeat. It's not, yeah, it's not the same. Like It's not. going. I went to the game that ended the Colts season in the Superdome, and the Saints are up 34-0. to The game's, like, over. And the fans are just as loud yeah. as when you fr- as when you first walked in. Like they're they're in it. Same with Lambo. Lambo, you're also getting cold temperatures, uh, a lot colder than Seattle. Which, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you 100. percent Santa Clara, it, the fan base isn't built the same. Right. At this point, they haven't had this success. Yeah. And and that's one of the things that may want to like. For example, you know, people here in Dallas talking about, hey, if we win the division, who do we want to play? And I'm like, well, to me, it's easy. If you can get Kirk Cousins here, great. Yeah. You want to take your bet on that. But if not, get the Niners here. A lot of those guys haven't played in playoff games. Mm-hmm. This is Jimmy Garoppolo's first playoff run. I mean, get the you know take your bets on the inexperience and and go with it. Um, I will say though, the one benefit to the 49ers, which we haven't actually gotten a lot of recently, was I, I think as early as like week two on the podcast we've always said like the two the recipe for success it's been the same for 70 years in the nfl it's a run game and defense uh and i mean before the 49ers had it like that's why they went on that run and they were undefeated for as long as they had i mean the defense kept them in that seattle game the first time like they they were the offense couldn't convert but they were forcing turnovers getting stops uh, and eventually it caught up to them but i mean that's I, i feel like with the seahawks the number one thing it comes down to is their bet the best part about them is they have Russell Wilson, but the worst part about them is they only have Russell Wilson. Right. You know, when the game's on the line, uh, we haven't seen a ton of guys show up. Right. You know, it's it's been Russell Wilson making that that defender miss and making an extra play, which is fantastic. But I mean, just I'd rather bet on seven guys for the 49ers to make a play than one for or two. I mean, you can Jadavion Clowney's done really well. So two. But that's about it, because Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett didn't show up the last two weeks. I mean, showed up last week, sure, but and, the two and, weeks before and, that. And Metcalf, I don't even think caught a ball today. Nope, he might have mm-hmm. caught one one pass. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. That that's the thing. I, I I'd rather I'd rather put my money on Nick Bosa, uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, Tevin Coleman, Emmanuel like Sanders. Four, what do they have? George four first round picks in that front on that defensive yeah, line. Something like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and a ton of. I mean. Pass catchers, George Kittle. George Kittle put him in field goal position himself. Like that was a slant route Jimmy Garoppolo threw that George Kittle took, carried four defenders, forty-five yards, uh, with him. But best tight end in football, I'd say so. As far as ga- just a game changer, because I mean we've seen him block, we've seen him catch passes. Like, I think he's more athletic than Kelsey. I think so too. And a part of it's just he's younger too. Sure, but uh, like it. Everyone says tight ends are like really good basketball players. Probably one of the best, if they had to ever switch over, would be George Kittle, just because of what he's able to do. Like yeah. he's very physical, he's very mobile laterally. 
Uh, but yeah, I'd say best tight end football for sure. All right, let's keep it moving. Cowboys Eagles. Eagles lost seventeen to nine or won seventeen to nine. Excuse me. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see this one coming. I'm gonna be honest with you. I really thought the Eagles were bad and the Cowboys were bad, but I thought the Eagles were worse. Like I, I'm probably one of. I'm probably one of the biggest like uh, supporters of the Cowboys just because I want to see them do well. Just because like all the talent they have, like continuing on the podcast. I mean, we've had Hayden come on. He's a big Cowboys fan. I want I want them to be successful. And it seems like they don't want to be successful, no matter how hard they try. And you can blame Jason Garrett. Like, you can blame Brett Maher. You can blame Dak Prescott. You can blame Zeke. Like, every one of those guys in the big games, it feels like they don't want to show up. Like, uh, uh, the amount of drops they had today was just mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, Dak Prescott's obviously dealing with an injury. Uh, but the fact they couldn't get the, the the running game going, Zeke had 47 yards. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. The the key to success is giving Zeke the ball and making Dak like the using the run to open up the pass. And I thought we were gonna see that. Yeah, me because too. of his and injury. last week. Yeah, and last week we saw that. But he threw yeah. the ball forty four times. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I started off my show last Thursday, if you remember, mm-hmm. stating that I trusted these seven seven Eagles more than I did the seven seven Cowboys. Yeah. And then I followed up to pick the Cowboys to win just because I figured, I don't know, momentum would go with them, whatever. Um, but given that the Eagles have so many, I mean, and Fox couldn't put that graphic up on the TV more of how many injuries they had yeah. mm-hmm. to starters. I mean, all three wide receivers are gone. Your tackle's gone. Your running backs, both of them are gone. So the fact that they were able to, they just looked like the better 7-7 seven and seven team despite everything that happened. The Cowboys had no excuses to be in that position to begin with because they were healthy all year. Yeah. I mean, the only the only person they're really missing is Leighton Van Der Esch. Sure, and that they was miss, late. Yeah, and they, they're mi- missing Tyron Smith, too, for part of it. Yeah, but he that's, was gone. But, but that's it. Yeah, that's it. You're not going through the 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 absolute horrid stretch of injuries that the Eagles had to go oh, through. 100%. Um, and so to put up the performance they did today, I mean, that was so bad. Uh, I felt for Dak because I think his heart is so it's it's just there. Mm-hmm. But again, to me, the same offense I saw in the first quarter, it's the same offense that I saw in the fourth quarter, and to me, that's coaching. Yeah, you've got to be able to adjust somehow in a football game uh, as as a head coach to tell your guys, okay, this hasn't worked for forty five minutes. Here's what we're gonna do for the last fifteen, or bring in a different package, or or, or just do something different and we saw the same exact offense from start to finish and that just to me is coaching yeah. it is well, if you and can't if you can't make adjustments in the middle of a game of that magnitude right mm-hmm. there man i don't know yeah well, i mean we talked about at the beginning of the show i said there's two things that coaches should do and that's motivate players and make changes when necessary and he, he can't, did neither and he, he can't do either one he did neither he, he can't so that being said i'm probably stupid but like I still think the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. Like, I'm not... I, I will say, to his credit, Carson Wentz played the biggest game of his career and did really well. Over 300 yards, over 75... No. Yeah, over 75% completion percentage and a touchdown. Like, what more could you no want? No turnovers. No turnovers. That was the big one to That's me. That's fantastic. Because he, he wasn't in their, their big two runs last year because he's been hurt. Right. Nick Foles led him to the Super Bowl. and this So this was his, this was his big game. And kudos to him. 
I think he did really well. He played really well, everything considered. He's throwing to Greg Ward and uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And uh, well, the two big guys, Ertz and, and Goddard, were his, his favorite targets all yeah, game. They had to be. Yeah. I mean, you can't trust anybody out there to run a route correctly. That's right. Um, yeah, man. I, I think that, I don't know if the Cowboys, I mean, they're going to need the Giants to lose. Yeah. So... Yeah, so because that's what I'm saying. Like, I really. I mean, sorry, the Eagles, they're going to yeah. need the Eagles to lose mm-hmm. to the, the Giants, Giants. But the Giants took them to overtime last time they played. Hey, the Giants With Eli dropped. Manning. Giants dropped 41 points today. Yeah, but on the Redskins. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm with you, but like, you know, poor Redskins too, because they're now they're on another quarterback. No, well, okay, yes, poor them for that point, but right now, Dolphins won, Giants won. They're all but locked up with that number two spot. The Redskins? Yeah. Which is fantastic. Good for them. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah, go draft, go draft Chase, Young, Chase Young. Which uh I'm not a my, fan of. I mean, that's just me. Really? You're not a fan? I'm not a fan of when I, I'm not a fan of teams drafting a defensive end when it's a glaring need that they need a quarterback. I'm sorry, but I'm not sold on Haskins either. But well that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's too early. I'm I don't think Haskins has looked good, but also you have to remember Alex Smith. Is working his way back. Maybe makes a potential comeback sure. at some point. Dwayne Haskins, I don't think we they haven't given him a good offensive line. They've given him young and inex- talented but inexperienced receivers because his top two guys are Kelvin Harmon and Terry McLaurin, two rookies. So he needs time to build that connection. And he went through a tough stretch where Jay Gruden basically didn't want to give him any reps at all. You know, didn't want to develop him as a quarterback of the future. So I don't think he's gotten a fair shake. Uh, and I think. You give him an off season, learn an off, maybe work an offense around him with whoever they hire, build something that makes him successful. Because these last two weeks, he's looked really good. Like obviously he went down with an injury this week, but before that, uh, let me see if I can pull up his stats. I think it'll all matter of who comes after Gruden, because I think we all are on the same page. Gruden's gone. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, so, he, he's already he got fired week five, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the whoever interim, they yeah the interim guy. So whoever they replace. For the interim guy, which I doubt they'll keep him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. To me, a team that has zero culture. I mean, that team has no, they have no sense of direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At all. I mean, honestly, you want to make a big change. You got to like, Snyder has to sell the team. I'd clean house. And Alan, their president needs to be fired. The whole staff, I'd, I'd clean house. Whole mm-hmm. staff, everybody, and just start new. To me, the best way to start new is a quarterback. The only problem is the best one's going to go to the Bengals at one, right? Mm-hmm. So... Sure. I guess they can draft Chase Young. I don't know how much that... I mean, my dad says he likes their their line, but I think Chase Young is too good to pass up. Like, I, like sure. McShay, I think, was saying he's better than both the Bosa brothers. Like, if you can get a guy who's better than Nick and Joey Bosa, like, 10 times out of 10. I mean, yes, offensive line is probably, like, a bigger need, but... And I think the one guy... The only way I'm okay with it, if they don't get Chase Young, is if they trade back one spot or two spots or three and get uh andrew thomas the left tackle out of georgia because that's that's their i would say their biggest need right now is a left tackle and it's possible to find them later but sure if you're going to keep haskins you need someone that can protect his blind yeah, spot because trent williams i mean that's that's he, a weird situation sure and he's not going to be a redskin we don't think exactly right, like he's so. not yeah he's not he hasn't played and i don't think he will play so i mean you got to consider that those are the only two like if I'm if I'm ranking the Redskins like wish list, it's got to be Chase Young first, and then Andrew Thomas second. 
Because I, I think it's too early to give up on Haskins. Give him one more year. Because let's be honest, they're not unless unless Haskins turns out to be like a top five quarterback next year, they're not making the playoffs anyways. Like there's too many sure. needs. So there's no point to go out now and get a quarterback. Like let's say next year, uh, if they're if they do poorly, they could be in the running for Trevor Lawrence. They could get Justin Fields. Like there's a couple there's still a couple quarterbacks next year that I don't think I th- I think it's too early to throw in the towel for for um haskins which i'm i may be 100 percent wrong on but i still believe he needs a fair shake and he hasn't gotten it yet but i don't, I don't know, know. I, Inter- i'm just not sold on the guy yeah i i mean i understand i can see where you're coming from but let's keep it moving um i mean let's just talk about there's there's some games we we can just ignore okay like i'm, I'm if you're okay with just not talking about games and that's the colts game included like it didn't mean anything except for pride and which and you're a Colts fan yeah 38 we won 38 to 6 Naheem Hines had two point return touchdowns we rushed for 200 yards on the ground uh obliterated the Panthers but McCaffrey still had like 220 yards of total offense which is ridiculous which I mean which is fine like it's because they kept throwing dump offs to him and what can what can you really do with Christian McCaffrey when he's in space you know like that's the best way to get him in space is throw a dump off to him right uh but that's all we really need to talk about there um Giants beat the Redskins in overtime, high-scoring game. Yep. Uh, Broncos beat the Lions, twenty-seven to seventeen. Yep. Uh, okay, here's one: Raiders Chargers. Raiders won twenty-four seventeen, uh, uh, which and they were actually the underdogs in this game by like six points or something like that, which is crazy to me because they're playing the Chargers, who had just gotten smoked by the Vikings. Um, and here's here's where it gets interesting. So the Raiders uh, had the, basically the toughest road. To make it into the last wild card spot, mm-hmm. they needed five things to happen this week. All five of them happened, which is crazy. The Titans lost, the Steelers lost, the Colts won, the Browns lost, and they and the and the Raiders won. Now next week they need the Colts to win again, playing the Jaguars. They need uh, the Browns to win against the against the Bengals, likely. They need the Steelers to beat the Ravens, and the Ravens are sitting Lamar Jackson, but. I still think they're going to win. Yeah, even, I wouldn't even put without any, him. Yeah, and then they need the Titans to, to lose to the Houston, Texans, right? All they would need things, to win, obviously. and they need to win. Yes. Who do they play? Uh, the the Chargers. No, the Broncos. Which it, okay, all so of those that, seems that's easily winnable. Seems very likely, which is crazy to think because they're six and eight, and they had just come from getting blown out by the who was it? The Broncos or some team? No, no, no. The Jaguars had just come back and oh, beat yes, them in the last right. home game of the yeah. Coliseum. Imagine, and they were they were dead in the water. The Jaguars are terrible. Imagine if they make the playoffs. What that fan base will say after they just booed them off the field and threw mm-hmm. stuff on the field, and yeah. Imagine if everything worked out to where they won the last two games and made the postseason, and that'd be crazy. I mean, I love chaos, so I'm rooting for it, hundred percent. That would mean that um, the the only re- the only way it works is because it's a weird set of tiebreakers. But the only way it works is because the Colts Browns raiders uh texan or raiders titans and um steelers are all eight and eight and i guess through a series of tiebreakers they'll make it so if one of those things doesn't happen they don't make the playoffs oh man that that's a lot it's that's a like, lot to handle there's just so if much if you're a fan base because yeah <laughs> well I, I know i was doing it with the colts three weeks ago so my head's already like hurting yeah. from all those probabilities but this one just seems even crazier now uh but yeah so that game i mean good for them like if they make it, this is fantastic. Um, but not a lot to talk about there. 
the uh, the Dolphins Bengals crazy comeback that from the Bengals was ridiculous that was insane I thought it was it was over because at one point they were down was it twelve to thirty five they were down twelve to thirty five well with, I saw somebody tweeting with about like it ten minutes to go I saw somebody tweeting about it and at the end it was like Bengals recover on side kick and then score and then score again. And then score with no time left. Yeah. And then get the two point conversion and now we're in overtime. But Yeah, no, let's see if I can find okay, so with yeah, with six minutes and eleven seconds to go, they scored a touchdown to put it to nineteen to thirty five. Then the the Dolphins missed a field goal and then the Bengals scored two touchdowns in a row to force overtime. Uh, I wish the game would have ended in a tie. That would have been so funny. Because I think from the beginning of the year, like we knew these were some of the worst teams easily, in the league. Yeah, easily the two worst. And so that would have been hilarious if it had ended in a tie. But yeah, no, the Dolphins are 4-11 now. That's not a bad season, all things considered. And I mean, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm bringing Brian Flores back for another year at least. Sure. I mean, the guy doesn't have anything to work with. Yeah. And the fact that they won is like, like the fact that they've won four games this season is 100% his, like him. You know, because they took away your best. They took away a, a franchise left tackle, traded him away for right. first round pick. They traded away one of the best safeties, young safeties in football, Minka Fitzpatrick, um, and they got blown out the first three weeks. Like they were, it was like minus a hundred point differential. And now, I mean, if you look at it optimistically, they won four out of their last four out of their last twelve, <laughs> four and eight over the last twelve. Good there for you them. Go. Uh, but. Bengals are all but assured. Joe Burrow. Any thoughts on poor, Joe Burrow? What poor, do you? Poor guy. First of all, man. Look, here's here's the here's the blueprint. The if you're if you're drafting a quarterback number one overall, the the Colts didn't do it when they drafted Andrew Luck. The Cardinals didn't do it when they drafted Kyler Murray. So hopefully the Bengals are looking back at this. I mean the Redskins didn't do it when they got Robert Griffin III either. That's right. Um, especially if you're a really bad franchise, your first pick is your quarterback, right? Number one overall. Sure. Franchise-changing guy. Absolutely. The next two to three picks, two for sure, have to be offensive linemen. Yeah. Have to be. Because the Cardinals came in with one of the worst offensive lines already. They drafted Kyler Murray and then didn't draft an offensive lineman until the sixth (laughs) round. And the kid's been running for his life the whole year. Exactly. The Colts went from worst to first uh, offensive line-wise, and all it took was two, two top picks. They spent a six-rounder on Quentin Nelson, and they got Braden Smith in the second round. And then all of a sudden, they went from a terrible group to one of the best. It doesn't take much, but you have to be willing to sacrifice a little bit to yep. get there. You, you can't get the flashy guy. It's one in the trenches. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that's why I'm, I think it'll. They they need. I can't stress enough how much they they need to do that. Man, like, how 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 disappointing for the Browns being in that division. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like Mike Tomlin's going to go anywhere. Mm-mm. Uh, it and Lamar Jackson has been born. Yeah, and now the Bengals are going to get Joe Burrow. It just seems like the the Bengals are stuck. In, I mean, the Browns are just stuck in this division now. That's either going to be you know still potentially pretty good, and they're yeah. just. But the tough thing is to handle, especially is like being well. First off, if you're a Browns fan, and the year they went zero and sixteen, if you said four years later. The next two years, you're going to win seven games. They'd be like, all right, sure, that works. <laughs> uh, but from a talent standpoint, they're so good. They're so good. And it sucks. Like, 
on Madden, this is a this is a team that wins their division, sure. goes Absolutely. to the Super Bowl. But you know, life doesn't work. Like morale and chemistry isn't just like a percentage point that you work up. You know, the more games you play together, like there's a lot of things they need to fix. And I mean, step one, firing Freddie Kitchens. He's inept in every form of the word at being a head coach. I mean, offensive coordinator, fantastic. But he doesn't motivate his players. He doesn't make uh, good game time decisions. And then step two, really look at yourself in the mirror as a franchise. Is Baker Mayfield the guy? Because him alone, like he's basically all the bad parts of Jameis without any of the good this season. I'm not saying that's his career. I've heard him. I've heard people say he's a he's Gardner Minshew with a better arm. Really? I mean, even Gardner Minshew made less mistakes, put up better numbers. But that's just. I think that's this. This situation is just a testament to um, drafting, like drafting quarterbacks. Because I think we sure. talked about it on on your show a little bit last week. Um, you can, no team can be like, yeah, we're looking for a quarterback, but. Ah, we'll just w- we'll wait, see what comes around. I mean, Gardner Minshew being like borderline starter quality in the sixth round. How many guys have gone fourth round plus over the last fifteen years and have been like decent, all right starting quarterbacks, mm-hmm. much less franchise changers? Like, if you're looking for a quarterback, you're gonna need to go the first three rounds, you know, and like you're gonna need to be intentional about it because even now. Like especially more, a guy can get talked up and draw and go all the way up to number one. I mean, look, Baker and Kyler Murray going into like going into their final season, they're not talked about as they're not going number one overall. I mean, even after his season, Kyler Murray debuted on I think McShay or Mel Kiper's mock draft as a third round pick, like started off, and all of a sudden he got talked up and worked his way up, and now now he's number one. Yeah, and and the, and the Kingsbury hire. Really? Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. As soon as that happened, everybody said, oh, wow, well, wait a minute. This yeah. Is- <laughs> and it's too soon to tell. Like, it's too soon to, you know, to put an end to either either of their careers. But it's just a I testament think Cleveland, to— I think Cleveland needs to, uh, to to wait at least another year with, with Baker. Yeah. Get him a new um, coach. I, I feel like you, you have to. Yeah, if you get him pretty kitchens, it's— General managers have a lot of egos— it's mm-hmm. tough to admit you were wrong. Yeah. Dorsey was clearly wrong yeah, with this 100%. thing. So if he can gut it out and say, you know what, dang, I screwed up and get another coach, good for him. If he's not willing to do that, maybe he's not the guy in Cleveland. Maybe mm-hmm. Dorsey's got to go. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of general managers don't like to be wrong, and he this is clearly a, a wrong situation for Dorsey. And if he's willing to do that, then great. That means he's willing to try to make this football team better, but... Now you've got a lot of rumors with Odell and and do guys want to be there and, mm-hmm. and you got players apparently you know asking teams over the last couple of months hey come get us yeah we don't want to be here you know whether they say that tongue in cheek or whether they're for real that's not stuff you need in the locker room absolutely so well I, they I they've, get... they've got issues stemming from above I think almost as much as on the field and well I get his hire from that perspective because Freddie Kitchens was the interim head coach. He turned around the Browns franchise. Like those last few games, they were in the playoff hunt right up till the end. I mean, even this this season, they just got eliminated with this loss. Right. Uh, and he made an offense that worked. Baker was 
like had one of the best rookie seasons ever, not having played the first three games of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like fans would have been really pissed if they didn't re-sign Kitchens. Like I, I'll be the first to admit, I wanted them to re-sign Kitchens. I felt like he understood Baker, um, and he had a good control of the locker room. But no, he he didn't. Like that's as simple as that. He's not a a good coach. I think Mike McCarthy might be a guy to consider. Could be an option. Uh, it's any, just it's just the little things you'd expect someone to, that's an NFL head coach to to know that he doesn't do like like clock management mm. like their clock management at the end of the half yeah was so bad and it's it's happened yeah, like the four Ravens times shouldn't have scored another touchdown. where you're wondering like what what are you doing brother like you know whether it's why would you call a timeout there or why would you run the ball in this situation and it's just obvious things that you're like dude like like my 10 year old cousin if i explained it to him could figure out be like yeah, dude, that was horrible management mm-hmm. of time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think it's just little things. Um, do you know if he calls the plays? Yeah, he does. That's, he does. That's the big thing because okay. Todd. Well, I, I Todd res- I'll respect him for that a little bit. Yeah. Well, no, but that was a point of contention from the beginning because everyone was saying because they they hired Todd, Todd Monken, I think his name was, who is apparently regarded as like an offensive mastermind. And Freddie Kitchens had too much of an ego to give it up because they initially the plan was for him to come in and call plays, but Freddie Kitchens didn't want to give up play calling. And a lot of people are pointing to that as like the number one, Hey, this is why your offense didn't work. It was because they didn't, they didn't let Monken call the plays. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but like just looking at Twitter over the first like eight weeks, everyone's saying, why is this guy not calling plays? Like he's a genius. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, not not ideal uh for for them their situation i mean if they can get a guy i think this can be fixed in one off season i really do they can turn into they have way too much talent yeah they can turn into a 10 and 16 easily sure you you take the first few picks get your offensive line better because that's the number one problem again yep uh defensively they've got a lot of that, that's the thing i remember talking about it defensively uh you've got two types of defenses well three types really in the nfl one that's just bad Okay, there's just you have your bad defenses, like poorly coached, don't make a lot of plays. Your next type of defense is you have your playmakers. They don't necessarily gel well, and that could be that could be poor coaching, that could be just not enough time played together, bad chemistry, not even bad chemistry, but just undeveloped. And then you've got your great defenses that that's a mix of playmakers and a good chemistry. Everyone knows what they're doing. The Browns defense is in that middle spot where they've got a bunch of playmakers. Uh Greedy Williams, Miles Garrett, who's obviously suspended, so they can get him to come back, that'd be good. Um, but they just need time. Like, I think that's Browns fans, the media overhyped it so much. I mean, I was one of them, not, not that I'm calling, I mean, I guess I'm kind of media kind of, we're, but we're, we're media. Yeah. Okay. A little, bit. a little bit. Uh, but everyone's hyping them up saying, Hey, these guys could go to the Super Bowl. Sure. I mean, they started the year with the six best odds. Exactly. To win the Super Bowl. Not yeah. even to go to win the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Six, the best odds. That's insane to me. To it, eliminate it at seven and whatever it is. Six and what are they? Six and Six and nine. Six and nine. Yeah. Good grief. Uh, but two back-to-back seven seasons, not bad, but not when you have this kind of roster. But the one guy I love on the Browns team, Nick Chubb. Sure. One of the best responses. I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, last week they were talking about how uh, the Browns Browns team, no one had heard a word from Nick Chubb about breaking the rushing record. And so someone asked him about it, like, hey, why aren't you, like, why haven't you talked about it? One of the best responses of all time. He said, have you ever seen a Lamborghini commercial? 
it's like he, he's like they don't they don't need to market themselves mm-hmm. they're just good i was like oh man wow. that's put that on a t-shirt i mean he still leads I mean? the league in rushing doesn't he yeah he's still yeah he's still the front runner um but you think two two top like playmaking wide receivers a really good tight end in david njoku the rushing leader nick chubb and baker mayfield like that's that's the key to success but it's it's easily fixable build up your chemistry get a guy who can gain control of the locker room preferably a guy who has experience that's why i like mccarthy just because he's he's been he's won a super bowl mm-hmm. he's dealt with aaron Rodgers, um a quarterback who you know he knows how to get the most out of his quarterback to two 45 yard touchdown or two 45 touchdown seasons uh for him uh let's see yeah we're running out of time here but we've got I guess one I will, last. I will say this about Cleveland, though. I think they need to start cleaning from above to me because I think their roster, as we've said, is so good on paper. Mm-hmm. I think it has to do with above. I mean, go look at. I oh, mean, I saw this tweet from somebody talking about the last like seven first round picks for Cleveland. Oh, and currently mm-hmm. none of them are playing for Cleveland yeah. or playing at all. Yeah. I just but think, they just they just got Dorsey like Dorsey's a new hire so sure. I feel like and he did a good job when he was in Kansas City mm-hmm. um so I think this is a big year for him if he if he's willing to admit his mistake with Kitchens yeah go into a draft and draft well and get a coach that can do something I think he can save his job I think Dorsey could be in the hot seat next year if we see another oh, season yeah, like this hundred percent yeah they need a new coach. But yeah, it's easily what they need to do isn't hard, like to fix. Sure, I feel like I mean yes, it's easier said than done building chemistry, but every NFL team has to deal with it. Um, you got a lot of personalities, but with the right coach, I feel like they can make it work. But yeah, we've got one last game here. I feel like um, that has to do with the playoff race: the Saints and the Titans. Uh, Saints won thirty-eight to twenty-eight. It was a close one through much of it. Uh, Michael Thomas broke the receptions record. Yeah. Congrats to him. That's fantastic. I mean, what the Saints have been able to do um, through him is great. Titans couldn't figure out they were going to throw the ball to him a lot, so I guess. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I'm not really sure how. Hey, the Colts did the same thing. They gave him three yards of space every time. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how you. Def- I don't know how you defend it. He's so good. Yeah. Off the line. I mean, the route that he broke the record, the yeah. route he ran on Logan Ryan, who I think. I mean, Logan Ryan's such a good football player. To me, he's the center of that Titans defense. He just had him guessing. I mean, he's so good off the line. The Saints are just so fast. They hit you so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but credit to my Titans. Uh, this was a three-point game at one point, 31-28. Yep. Yeah, they scored um, a touchdown with like a minute and a half to go. So. Yeah, uh, it was it was tough. I think it was a, the best loss for the Titans. I think it was a good loss. Yeah. Tannehill didn't turn the ball over. We had a stretch in the second quarter, though, where it was six straight punts. Yeah. That's not going to do it. But, I mean, no so, no Derrick Henry. No Derrick Henry. No Dory Jackson, who I guess you consider our number one corner. I don't think he would have made a difference against Michael Thomas. But, yeah. you know, you don't have guys out there. We had a we had an offensive lineman that didn't play. Uh, I think they were just gearing for next week and just but, hoping, yeah. hey, if we get lucky here and pull this thing off, let's win this game here, right? But, so, I, I mean, ideally in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, you want to win every game you can, but nothing matters if they don't win next week. Right. Like even if even if they'd won this week, a loss next week knocks them out of the playoffs. Sure. So you you I mean you needed to win, anyways. Um, and, and especially based off like with conference conference record tiebreaker, like this is the one that matters against the Texans. Uh, but yeah, the Saints, they they're the three seed right now. Um, mm-hmm. 
I mean, it looks it looks good. I feel like they can get the two seed. I mean, if they play their cards right, if if Seattle wins and the Packers lose, then they're number one. So, which is, I mean, if they if they're number yeah, one and I, seed, and I wouldn't be too distraught if I didn't get uh, the two, just because if the Saints can win a home playoff game mm-hmm. and then, like we we're talking about, go to Santa Clara, I think they'll take that. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Lambo would think, be tough, but like you said. Think, They've had their struggles right. as well. They don't want to go to Seattle, I don't think. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess or Lambo. I'm just saying. I think they're they're primed to be either a very good playoff team, even if it's on the road or at home. I think they're just built that way. What what uh, percentage chance? Because I feel like if I think we're on the same like wavelength here in the AFC, the Ravens are the most complete team. Would you agree? Uh, correct. Oh, for sure. Yeah, most complete. And then in the NFC, the Saints are the most complete. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Would, you th- or who else do you think is is more? Complete? I was just thinking of the Niners. Okay. Just because, yeah. but they've had their struggles. They and they, I guess the Saints have two. But yeah, I, I would I would put the Saints up there if I took all three groups to collectively yeah. special teams, mm-hmm. offense, defense. I think I'd probably give the Saints the edge just because they're special teams. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and especially what they can do with Taysom Hill. Yeah, because they have um, the Pro Bowl punter. They got a Pro Bowl kicker. Yeah. Um, so so here's my question in all of this, just kind of throwing throwing that out to you. Uh, are you are you thinking a Ravens-Saints Super Bowl is more likely? Or, are we, like, what is that the most probable Super Bowl matchup, do you think, right now? Regardless of seeding, I mean Ravens are number one. Yeah, but. I'm not a hundred percent sure who's gonna go into Baltimore and win. I mean, honestly, out of every team, well, It'd probably be Kansas City. Yeah, probably be Kansas City. But um, we've known the the Patriots to turn it yeah. on. And, we we've known Belichick and, to to not show all his cards if he knows he's gonna have to play you again. And we don't know cold weather Lamar Jackson. Sure, like we haven't seen a January because I think wasn't the other game they played was that in. Well, whatever in the playoffs, he didn't he didn't ha- have a good didn't outing play last that year. Good. Right, but I don't remember it. No, yeah, it was in Baltimore. It was in Baltimore. So that's a that's an interesting thing. Cold weather, January Lamar, is he good? Yeah, we're not sure about that. Um, I think the environment would is going to be too tough for anybody to get in there. Mm-hmm. I think probably the Chiefs could do it. Maybe the Patriots. I, think, I don't think I, think I don't like New the Texans. England, I think New England probably has the best chance to do it. I don't think Texans are getting out of opening weekend. You think they'll lose to whoever they play? Yeah. It'll probably be like unless it's the Steelers. No, it won't be the Steelers. It's probably the Bills. I don't think I don't think they're beating the Bills. Uh, yeah, because they're they're four. I don't right, think they're beating the Bills. Right. I don't think they'd beat the Bills on the road either. That's not really a scary place to play. Nope. If you're, I mean, yeah, I was. <laughs> if you're I, anybody but the Titans, I was but, there. I was there last year, and the Colts fans were. Pretty close to just as loud as the Texans yeah, fans were. So I don't know. I think I think we're we're talking Patriots, Ravens. I think yeah. the NFC's so wide open. Yeah. No, I it's true. Because any I mean, even even if the wildcard teams could get hot. Because you're looking at like if if the 49ers lose, you're looking at a twelve and four wildcard team. Right. Traveling, and everyone else is traveling and four. to Philly or Dallas oh, to, yeah. to play. Yeah. And in either one of those games could go either way. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen the Cowboys. They can turn it on at any time. Yep. And the Eagles, like, that's, that's kind of different. The Cowboys have all that talent uh, but but can't utilize it. And the Eagles have dealt with injuries. And they're always right there. They always do just enough but never enough to win. Yeah. 
So it'll be interesting to see. That's my prediction. I feel like it just seems Ravens um, Raven Saints. I, I feel like it seems the most the the two most complete teams right now. Because the Ravens defense, I I think I have to look at it, but I think statistically is outplayed the Patriots defense since like week nine. Uh, so they've done really I well. T- I think you'd have to tell me where that championship game is in the NFC. Yeah, and then I could tell you. So so you're saying so Ravens for sure is that? Yeah, I think if I was to bet, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then yeah, who do you, who it's who's tough your to best bet shot against the, the Patriots NFC? though? That's the no, thing. I know that's I don't want to get caught looking like that either. Because they I played think, well against Buffalo. I, I'd give the football to Tom Brady in January anytime, anytime. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in the NFC, I think you'd have to tell me where that championship game is played. Okay. So let's say everything stays where it is, um, and the, the Saints are the three seed. And then, uh, well, then I guess they'd have to play. So the Saints, okay, so, so let, me, let me give you a scenario. the Super Bowl goes through where? The Super Bowl would go through Santa Clara. But, okay. But the Saints have to play the Packers in Lambeau. If everything stays the way it is right now, so they would play. So they would win their wild their, they would, their yes. divisional so they would round. Play, they would. Sorry, they would win. Yeah, they would the play probably round. the Vikings. Wild okay. card weekend. Then they'd go Packers. Yeah, that's a win. And then 49ers. So at home against the Vikings on the road at Lambeau on the road at the Niners. Mm. I like that a little better. Yeah. For the Saints, I think if you told me that was the path, I'd say okay, I could see that happening. But if it's the Seahawks that get the, they'd probably get two seed. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how it'll break out, but we'll we'll figure it out as we get closer to, um, the end of Week 17. If I'm the Packers, sure. I don't want the Saints coming. No, and I don't want Seattle coming. I don't want to go. To, I don't want to go to the Superdome ever at all. No, in the yo, absolutely not. No. no. So if you're the Packers, you're hoping the Niners come. Yeah. Somehow, some way, if, if if you figure it out, to get the Niners at Lambeau, I think that's the way to go. It's a mm-hmm. warm weather team, no playoff experience. You'll take it at Lambeau. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've got we've got it for the most part. That's our 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 show. Feel free to give us a five star rating on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Absolutely. and tell a friend because that's the best way we spread. You know, word of mouth uh, and good reviews. So. Leave us five star. Leave us a review. Thank you, Kelvin, for coming on. Absolutely. We alluded. Anytime. We alluded to your show uh, inside the game. You want to talk about it a little bit? Give us an insight and where we can listen to you. Yeah, sure. So it's called Inside the Game, like Jonathan said. Uh, it's also a radio show every Thursday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, you can watch us live on Central Facebook. Time. Yes, Central Time. Sorry, Central Time. Um, you can watch us on Facebook at the Joko Facebook page, Joko Community Radio. It's what it's called. But you can also listen to the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I think those are the two. Google Play. Okay, yeah. That's, that's kind of where you can find us. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, out. fantastic show. I was on last week. and You'll I, be on this Thursday again. I'll be again. on this week too. Yep. So it'll be always a good time. Talk yep. some sports you'll, for... You'll, you guys will hear a lot of us over the next week or so. That's right. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.